this is astrologer DK Brainerd, and you're listening to the Stars for the People Astrology Podcast for the week of December 13th, 2010. In this edition, I want to talk about the galactic center, which the sun aligns with this week, and then the sun squaring Jupiter and Uranus from Sagittarius to the sign of Pisces. Man, is it just me, or has this been a particularly intense start to the holiday season? It just seems like it's been nonstop for a while now. Although, um, (laughs) the Mercury retrograde seems to have slowed things down a little bit. I tell what I think is a really funny Mercury retrograde story on myself in this week's newsletter which is free for those of you who aren't already subscribed. Um, Mercury retrograde in Capricorn conjunct Mars, conjunct Pluto this week. Mercury is moving away from the Pluto-Mars conjunction, and um, so we will get some relief from that as the week goes on. But it's a particularly intense signature, and it's bringing back some of the intensity of the outer planetary pressure cooker, that cardinal alignment that we were dealing with earlier in the year. My take on that is that we're really going to be able to, especially once the sun um, moves into Capricorn, and I'll talk about in just a moment why this is such an intense energy that we're under with the sun in the last degrees of Sagittarius. But I think we're going to be able to use this Mercury retrograde to reflect on what we experienced earlier this year, which my take for many of us is that 2010 has been so fast and furious that we may not have really gotten the chance to sort of um, come down off the mountaintop and debrief and check in with what's been going on. So I think we're going to get that chance as we move closer to um, the Christmas holiday and the solstice, even though things continue to be extremely intense. And this is my one plug in this podcast for the expanded audio horoscopes. But if you haven't checked out the expanded audio horoscope for your sign yet, it's really an incredible bargain at the price. If you look out there on the Internet at what? other leading astrologers are charging. It's professional sound. It's, you know, really, I'm just really pleased and and happy with them. And I really go more in depth for each sign than I've ever done before in any format, let alone a, a conversational audio format that you can take with you wherever you go once you download it. So check that out. Um, what, a lot of people have been telling me about this year. If I if I had to think of one comment that, that rings pretty true, among people who are consciously into their spiritual path and their soul's evolution, it would be, this year hasn't been bad, but it has been over-the-top intense. It's been unrelenting. So, you know, there may be some things that I experience as bad, but I can see... And this is how I would say sort of the predominant comment that I've gotten about 2010. 
I can see where all this is leading and I can see that it's important, but sometimes it just feels a little bit overwhelming. So these are the times we're living in. And I do believe 2011, although still intense, is not going to measure up to 2010. We're going to get a little bit of a break and, and things will be a little bit more, a little bit smoothed out in 2011. But one of the things that we're, reasons that we're experiencing such high intensity again is that the the second half of Sagittarius is sort of this minefield of black holes. And two of the major ones are the Great Attractor, which is at around 13, 14 degrees Sagittarius, and the Galactic Center, which is around 27, 28 degrees. And we, we got through the new moon last week, conjunct the Great Attractor, although we still continue to be under that energy as we build up toward the eclipse on the solstice. And what we have going on this week is that the sun is moving into a conjunction with the galactic center. So this happens every year around this time. And then what's also happening this year is that the sun at the same time is making a square angle. And, and remember, squares in astrology are these really dynamic 90 degree angle so you have two forces meeting at, at perpendiculars and positively that creates a vector it creates motion creates movement and negatively we tend to experience that as tension as conflict as these forces that have um, different goals intersecting in what can sometimes be a painful way because it forces us to move off of our spot and if there's one thing about most human beings, it's that we tend to resist change unless we feel like we're the initiators of it. And we even resist it then sometimes. But what this brings up is we've got the sun square Jupiter. So, you know, that's not an inherently negative energy. And then we've got the sun square Uranus, which can be, again, not inherently negative, but... Uranus being so unpredictable and being the energy of awakening and shock and revolution and lightning striking. And then Jupiter expanding. Jupiter expands everything he touches. So Jupiter, Uranus, and Pisces is all about really expanding our spirituality and our belief or our, not even belief, Sagittarius is more about belief. So there's the sun and Sagittarius brings our beliefs into question or into focus. It energizes our beliefs. And Jupiter, Uranus, and Pisces is this very powerful revolutionary impulse to connect in a universal, all-is-one kind of way and to, to go beyond the limits of the egoic, rational mind and go deep into the soul or far out into the imagination, into the astral and etheric realms into other dimensions and experience that we are so much more than the limited ego conception of ourselves that most of us are, are trapped in as we go through our lives. So on a really practical, functional level, Sun squared Jupiter Uranus and anything lining up with the galactic center tends to be very high energy. The last half of Sagittarius, Sagittarius is an inherently 
as a fire sign, as an inherently high energy sign. And that last um, 15 degrees or so tends to be super high energy. I finally kind of, um, I've had this realization in years past, but I, I was thinking about why we hate the holidays, a lot of us, and why we just feel so overwhelmed and so stressed out by the holidays. And yeah, part of it's the commercialism and all of that kind of negative guilt tripping that we get in in Western society over family and over consumerism and all that stuff. But I think a deeper reason is that we're, as we build up to the holiday season, we're in this just high voltage area of the Zodiac. So functionally, the way we can experience this is as being overloaded. Anytime Uranus gets called into play, there can be this alt these alternating periods of I'm almost manic, I'm super high energy, I have so much energy I can't sit still, I don't know what to do with myself, and then like the bottom drops out and I feel depressed or I feel down or I feel drained. And then when we pull in the galactic center, you know, there's a lot of great stuff out there in the galactic center. Eric Francis and Philip Sedgwick are two astrologers who come to mind who have done a lot of um, exploration and meditation on what the galactic center means. I'm just going to give you my subjective experience of it, which is the galactic center, which really is the center of our galaxy, to me is what is called in certain forms of um, Buddhism, the great central sun. And the galactic center is actually, I believe, a gamma ray transmitter. It's sending pulses to us. And those pulses are messages from the cosmic mind or, the, or even really the cosmic heart about who we could be if we strip away all the bullshit and go through and, and clear out all of the negative programming that's so much a, a part of our heritage at, at this juncture of time, space, and dimensionality and get down to the authentic self within each one of us. And we're going to get some of those pulses this week. Now, if we're not tuned in, if we get caught up in the surface staticky level of things, we could just experience this week as these surges of chaotic energy. And so I want to encourage you to do the things that can help you get some alone time, some time to dream, some time to connect with your imagination and with your spirit, with your spiritual self, with your higher self, so that you can tune in some of these messages. Whenever Uranus is involved, we've got the impulse to authenticity, the impulse to uncover and allow our authentic self to move forward into the world in freedom. So. You know, Uranus is often described as thinking outside the box. In this case, the box would be the programming that we've gotten that convinces us that we need to go along with the status quo or believe that we're small and helpless and and messed up and that there's really no hope for it. You know, all the stuff that you get on 
sitcoms, for instance, the typical sitcom anti-hero, you know, this, this bumbling sort of, um, almost half-witted, very normal person, you know, supposed to be like you and me, has family problems, has problems with his boss, you know, everything's, everything's a problem, and then we can laugh at it, and isn't that wonderful? We can all laugh at, at how hopeless and weak we are. So Uranus wants us to move through that and say, you know, I'm a powerful creator, and the universe is limitless, and my soul has a limit, limitless ability to connect. There's Jupiter, Uranus, and Pisces. And when we tune into that galactic center energy, we get messages about who we could be. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you how that might manifest for you. My experience in the last few days is that, and I don't really talk about this that often, but it just feels like I want to share this this week. Is that I've been really tuned into my past, and and I'm talking about real deep past. So I have I have recall of several past lifetimes, both through doing um, past life regressions with other hypnotherapists and sort of spontaneous things that have come up in my inner guide meditation. But I'm talking about like deep deep past stuff where I remember being in some kind of dolphin tribe, dolphin world. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of alternative history that speculates that the dolphins come from the Sirius star system. And, um, there are all these different myths, myths around the world of the, the spaceship coming and landing or hovering above the water and these dolphin beings jumping out into the water. And that's what's been really activated for me this week. And I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. I always get a little nervous with that. I grew up in a conspiracy theory household and uh, I get a little bit nervous about stuff that seems really far out. And at the same time, my response to this galactic center energy this week was, you know, if it makes sense to me, if it if it feels energetically right to me, and I have had these really intense meditative experiences where I ended up in this dolphin world without that being my intention, at least not on the level of the ego mind. And so my... My um, my little commitment to the galactic center is, even though, you know, um, years of programming in this very arbitrary version of the world and the universe that was called history in the school, you know, which to me most... 90% of the schooling systems in the West have one uh, one aim, which is to turn you into a good citizen, which is not really what you want, you know, in, in, the, in the deeper spiritual sense of things. They're indoctrinating us with, you know, trying to make us conformists. And anyway, that's, that's another story. But so I know that there's always going to be this side of me because it was so heavily programmed. Maybe there won't be, but there still is at this point the side of me that's been so heavily indoctrinated to believe in 
a certain storyline about the universe and about where we come from that when these insights or inspiration or these alternative views come into my consciousness in this really captivating way that feels real to me, I think my reaction over the years has been to just push that aside. And there's a part of me that keeps tabs on it. You know, I'm keeping tabs on the alternative history. So, uh, Drun Velo, Melchizedek and Zechariah Sitchin and, and some of the, you know, alternative archeologists, et cetera. And that yet there's a part of me that just keeps that at arm's length because, um, I don't want to go there because it's weird and it's far out and it, you can't prove it as if you could prove the, what we're, what we're spoon fed as being the real history. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with it. And, and, and ultimately I believe that anything that we can imagine is happening or has happened in some dimension in some parallel universe. So anything we read in books, anything that we dream at night, anything that we imagine and and think we're making it up. And I often tell people when I'm facilitating the inner guide meditation, you know, your ego is going to tell you as you, as you go in, when you first start doing things like the inner guide, your ego is going to really try to convince you you're just making this up. It's not real. But really, anything that we can make up, I believe, is real. Because what we are as human beings is that we're perceiving organisms. We're perceivers of energy. And everything that we see, feel, touch, taste, experience in our waking selves is just energy. That we manage to coalesce into these fabulous worlds, you know, or not so fabulous worlds. So I just want to put that on your radar that you may be inspired or impinged upon or beamed information to about some realities that may seem far out compared to what you were taught in school and to what the, your neighbors believe and maybe what your partner or your kids or your parents believe. And why not examine that? And why not see if, and this is ultimately the test is, does this perspective help me to live a better life? You know, so if you're using, if you're using, um, you know, Metatron and the angels and, um, you know, the Nephilim and colonization by extraterrestrials as an excuse to feel like you don't have to participate in life because, you know, you're just the pawn of something much more giant than you are. Well, I'm going to argue that that's probably not helpful information or or not being used in a helpful way. But if you get these inspirations and it gives you that spark that says, hey, you know, maybe we could create a better world than the one we're living in. Maybe there are other ways of going about things than war all the time and poverty and sickness. And... I wonder how I could use this information to tune into a deeper part of myself, tune into that part of myself that has been here before, whether on a personal level or just that we have that knowledge on a soul level, that we go way back and we go way forward and we're much, much larger than 
than our egos would have us believe. And then at that point, that could become very helpful information. So I hope this wasn't too rambling. I wanted to put the Galactic Center on your radar and hoping that you have an inspiring, educational, and possibly mind-blowing, in a positive way, week. Until next week, this is astrologer DK Brainerd saying, thanks for listening, and may you go with the stars. I've seen the best minds of my generation Refuse to take their medication Your electroshocks, your chemical pills mm, Ain't gonna cure what ails us And I've seen the best minds of my generation Washing windows at the service station now.